0: the Fathers, episode number 17. We're two different kinds of fathers, a married dad of five kids and a Catholic priest. We're friends talking about sports, beer, movies, and the everyday joys and challenges we share in common. I'm Don Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines. So, Father Chip, um... Yes, sir. How did you like the eclipse yesterday?
1: Um, well, interesting story about that, (laughs) actually. I was, uh... I was in the eye doctor's office when that was happening (laughs) for my first appointment with an eye doctor in 21 years.
0: Doctor, doctor, like the sun has suddenly gone dark. I think there's something wrong with my eyes. I think there's something wrong here.
1: (laughs) And uh, so anyway, I was at the eye doctor, so I didn't really see. I saw a lot of video and, uh, you know, stop action, stop motion kind of stuff that looked pretty cool. Um, You know, I mean, it's nifty. I mean, but it didn't like you know, some people went crazy. I know, I know, a
0: priest and a bishop in this archdiocese who drove <laughs> to see the totality. They drove to South Carolina, and because it was cloudy there, they drove to they, Tennessee. To Tennessee. That's, well, you gotta. Well, you gotta admit one of those two—the the priest that you're talking about. Is an astrophysicist by training.
1: Well, yes, so, he's got a
0: BA from a BS from Harvard, and <laughs>
1: yes, but that was a million years ago, and you know, I mean, I look at. I'm glad they were interested in doing it. Yeah, I'm glad they, are and I'm happy they spent their vacation doing it. But yeah. I, I wouldn't.
0: Uh, I was not interested in driving all the way to South with, Carolina to South Carolina, no. where a million other people were going to be. Now,
1: um, I really had, I really honestly, if I saw it okay if i didn't i was okay too
0: well we you know here where we are in boston area there was not it was not dramatic no uh we did the little pinhole camera with the kids i don't even know how that works it because it's such a small hole yeah um the light coming through it is it will have the shape of the shadowed sun on the ground or in the box in the box okay so like you have a so yeah that doesn't a, even seem like you're seeing it well you're, you're it's like a camera like in fact, it's it's the original what what camera means, camera yeah, means chamber yeah. or box. I just so it's it's not exactly the same. Um, the kids were like, "Oh, that's cool," and the, then they went back in the house. Yeah, um,
1: if you have the glasses, I think it's probably better.
0: It's probably yeah yeah. I mean, because then you can see it, right? And well, the other thing is is the the like Melanie didn't notice, but I noticed that during the eclipse, the sunlight was weird. She said it was. She thought it might just have been haze, but other people have remarked how the sun was. It was, it was, it was different. The quality Mm. of the sunlight was different.
1: I heard, I heard when in the totality, when you're in the totality of it, that the shadow rushes you and the shadow comes at you and that's what freaks people out. Like, Some people get freaked out by these things, like
0: across the ground,
1: yeah. Like it comes, like it looks like a physical wall coming right at you, and it freaks people out. I
0: didn't actually notice that. Like, I watched well, a lot you, of the you, news coverage,
1: yeah, but you weren't in the totality. No, I mean, like, I was
0: watching the news coverage from the totality, right? But you weren't physically there, is no, what yeah, I'm saying. But nobody remarked, yeah, upon it like that. But it was like the people did talk about, like, it was like someone turned out the lights, yeah, uh, and it gets dark really quick and it,
1: and it, and it gets cooler.
0: It yeah, there was a temperature would drops. drop 10 degrees. Yeah. The stars come out, and then it's like dawn or twilight in every direction around right. the horizon. That's pretty cool. That would be cool. So we, t- we talked to a and I, we're talking like the next total eclipse in the United States is going to be in 2024. Yes. And it, it, within the path of totality will be Austin, Texas, ah. which is where her parents live, where she's from. So we're talking that maybe we'll go down for that.
1: There you go. That would that's, be fun. Yeah. Plus, you'd be, other, be able to do other things in Austin.
0: Yeah. It's And it's uh, in April in Austin, which means go. it's not quite... Like, not 100. It's not 100 degrees there yet, and it's probably still be cold here because that's New England.
1: That's true. Uh, could snow.
0: Could Yes, it could be. Could snow. It could be like the winter of 2015, God help us. Yeah.
1: So, I went to the eye doctor because yes. I hadn't been in 21 years, and um, I'm starting to really have some sight issues. So... Uh, <laughs> And you know, being a Catholic priest, I kinda need to see um, kind it's, it's important so i i i you know I hadn't been, and i and I have a reason for that, and part of the reason for that is i I had a really traumatic experience with um my last appointment with an eye doctor he it was a he I have trouble when people go near my eye. I have a natural as the doctor yesterday explained it to me, you have a strong protective reflex when someone's going near your eye. Oh wow. And I said, Yeah, I know, and I can't stop it. She goes, I know. I get it. We'll work around it. And I said, okay. But this guy didn't work around it, couldn't work around it, and felt like I was doing it on purpose to stymie him. And he threw up his hands. The original guy. The original guy. Yeah. He threw up his hands, um, said, I can't do this with you and walked away. And I never saw him again. And like, I'm sitting there with this machine, no one's there anymore and I didn't know what to do. And now I was probably, you know, I was in my twenties and I wasn't a kid, but I wasn't exactly like, you know, like a 49 year old man like I am now. And I didn't know what to do. And I was really traumatized by that. I mean, that sounds dramatic, but it was a bad experience that kind of set me off from going to the eye doctor. And so I just didn't. And I've been, I've been, I've had the same glasses forever. I know my eyesight's deteriorated from that original prescription, um, but I've been able to manage it, you know, up until now I've been able to manage it with, you know, my with the current glasses I have. And the doctor even said to me, she goes, I bet you've been pulling the glasses down on your nose, haven't you? And I said, yeah, she goes, and you're running out of nose, right? I said, (laughs) I am. And she goes, I kind of, I kind of sense that. And she, you know, she, but she went through all these things and she's like explaining everything that she's doing. And she's working with me and like working around my, my strong reflex, the protective reflex. And, you know, she was really good. She was just a really good doctor. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you never know, but she was recommended by a friend. And so I felt comfortable going there. And, um, and so in about two weeks, week and a half, I'm going to have new glasses, which is good because I'm holding my current version of glasses together with super glue. So (laughs) it's, uh, not an ideal situation.
0: We just, um, we just got glasses for my oldest for the first time now. And she's, Cause she's eleven, and she just has been for the for a while now. She's been having trouble seeing things on the wall, you know, written on the wall or whatever. Reading well, both signs. Both you and Melanie
1: and have glasses. It's not unsurprising. I've
0: only, had, I've only had glasses for the for seven years. Really? I I didn't have glasses before that. I I got. Oh, that's true. I, I remember adult. seeing your picture without the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, and then and kind of like when I first got them, it was weird, like walking around i remember walking around. i felt like a giant because because <laughs> everything's so distorted it's like my feet are a hundred miles away from my
1: head oh can you hear me down there i forgot to mention the best part about my new glasses which is they're gonna be progressive lenses
0: these are progressive lenses I so have now i am old yes we are old and now everything i look at i, I nod my head at so make right. sure to get it into focus
1: now i'm really so i'm really kind of anxious about that but um they're not bifocals right
0: so that's that
1: yeah no they're not and you know I'm, I'm i'm just anxious about it because it's it's a change for me and i'm not real good with change most of the
0: time as we get older we get less less good with yes change.
1: and uh, but this doctor has assured me that i'll be okay and and everything's going to be fine and she said it'll help you when you're when you're celebrating mass because you'll be able to uh, you know, you'll be able to nod down and, and have the words closer to you so where you can see them. And, and I said, yeah, that'll be helpful. <laughs> that'll
0: be um, no longer have to memorize the mass.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of it memorized anyway. And I have over the last 13 years because my eyes aren't as great as they should be. Um, And, you know, but the the good thing was, you know, she's, you know, I expected really bad news. Like I expected her to tell me like, you know, you're legally blind and you you should, you know, that you can't drive and this, all this stuff. So she's like, no, I can, I can correct your vision. And she's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. And I, she examined my eyes and she's like, I have diabetes. And, uh, she said, uh, there's no diabetic, damage to your eyes mm-hmm. which is good and oh, did you get the
0: puff in the eye
1: oh i got all the puffs oh, I, I hate got, that yeah, i hate it too i got the puffs i got the poking i got the prodding i got everything and uh but doctor I, I i i'll just say her name dr gomez she was awesome and i intend to um fill out the survey um to tell the people that she obviously has some relationship with that she's she's awesome uh, she's uh, out of Pearl Vision in Mansfield. And, uh, you know, the bad thing about my eyes is they're so bad, even though we can correct them with glasses, the glasses, they can't make them there. They have to be sent out, which means I can't do those online glasses like you do. Like, yeah. I, uh, wish I wish I could because I'd probably save a ton of money. But, um, yeah, so my glasses are $600. Ouch. Tell me about it.
0: Do not sit on them. No. No. <laughs> I'm very protective of my glasses anyway, but, um, my glasses, I think I paid 80. Yeah. And yeah, there's the and difference. I got, I got all the, the bells and whistles on them. The oleophobic coating and the yeah. Uzi Watson. Well,
1: good thing about the new glasses is, um, they're made, the, the frame is made out of titanium, which That's is good. good. Yeah. And it comes with, um, sunglasses that. that are magnetized and they just click right on oh yeah yeah. i'm looking forward to that because i've never had sunglasses before
0: oh yeah um i got i got a second pair of glasses with sunglasses but i i I made the mistake of getting them the same size as my regular glasses and i find that it's not big enough Uh, to block the sun so I Understood. need to get a second pair of sunglasses that are, that are bigger. Right. Maybe, maybe some mirrored Top Gun glasses. There you go. I think I'd look really cool. There you go. You know, someone left
1: behind uh, some really uh, cool-looking Ray-Bans in my, my church the other day, and uh, they haven't come back for them. It's too bad you can't just wear those. Yeah, d-
0: dumpster diving in You'd the uh, cool. Lost and Found box. I, actually, I used to have Ray-Bans at times. Uh, I, I, it was a lot—I uh, looked a lot like the Blues Brothers. Well, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. You're on a mission from God. I am on a mission from God. Right. So when you came into uh, the house to record today, yes. Father Chip, you saw my father-in-law's in town visiting. Yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, I don't know if it was last time or a couple of times ago uh, how he gave a gift to my wife and I right. um, of a, a gazebo or sun shelter in a right, box right. Uh, from Costco uh, that he had shipped here, and I was like, I was saying, I don't know how I'm going to put this together and put it up. Well. My father-in-law is not the sort of guy who can kind of sit around on vacation. He's he has to have his hands busy. Uh, one one day this week, he was out dismantling the old playset. Uh, we, we we had an old playset. I took it apart, put up the new playset, but we never got rid of the of the old wood because uh, Melanie said that she wanted to use it for "quote unquote" something. Something, uh, which meant it sat and rotted. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I can attest to that. Yeah. So he was taking it apart and piling it up because he needed something to do. He put the sun shelter together. I saw that. Um, I helped him with part of it because he also refuses to read the instructions. And so it was, it was <laughs> having the darndest time That's getting the roof panels in. Uh, so I finally got out there and was helping him the other day. But he's now putting a patio in.
1: I saw that too. Looks great.
0: Uh. So, but it's like... It drives me a little crazy, I have to admit, because he just has a particular way of doing things. And if we were, if I were to be out there trying to help, I would, I would not. I would, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the way he's doing it. Uh, or like, I, I don't want to get into too many details of it. But well, it's only your house. It's only my house. Um, you know, the, like because as I've always under, understood, when you do a patio, you have to dig out the the spot. The sod Yep. then you put down a, a gravel yes, uh, layer That's then what you put to. down the sand Yes. then you put the bricks down and you'll get a yes. level that and you put right. down the bricks and then you put the <laughs> even the, i know this yeah like this this other kind of sand on top well he didn't dig out the bottom he put down the the sand not but no gravel oh no um he was gonna put down landscaping the material the, the yeah. stuff that kills keeps the weeds from growing right, up. Right. Except if he put down the sand before he did that, so we forgot. Uh oh. Uh so it's like
1: So it's gonna be something you're gonna have to fix at some point
0: in your I life. I don't know. Maybe probably so Or it, you just you have to sell the house and move. Yeah. I might do that actually. It might be easier. Um <laughs> I mean it's it's tough because it's like a m you know he's he's doing all the work because I, right. I, I have to work during the week i mean he's I'm, doing I'm working for, he's doing it for free and he's doing it for free and he's doing it as a gift and i don't you know i don't want to yeah, be ungrateful I, I get what you're I, saying I am grateful yeah, and, of course you are and once we have a patio there it'll be great it'll be awesome dude um i've wanted one for years but i uh, want one but i i i don't want to have to like come back and fix it in six months
1: <laughs> well therein <sighs> lies the problem
0: yes the, there is the rub
1: um yeah i know i mean even i know that that's how you're supposed to do a patio. I mean, I, I, I play bocce Tuesday nights with a, a lot of, uh, um, masons and, and stone workers and everything else. And I've heard them argue about it like every week <laughs> Right. about, you know, this is how you do it. And some guys insist you have to do this first. Some guys insist you have to do that first. Then they argue about it. Cause they're, they're older Italian men who just like to well, argue.
0: That's their job.
1: And that's their job. yeah, so, They uh but I've heard this and I said so I even I know that you have to dig it out, do this, do that, do that. I mean it's 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 and I'm not I'm the least handy person you know.
0: Well the the part of the part of the issue is he lives in Texas where they don't get frost and they don't get he wanted to dig footers, like a foot foot deep concrete footers for the to attach the gazebo to the the sun shelter um to hold it, to anchor it. That's but I sounds like a good idea. Well, I talked to my brother and he's like, No, in New England, You have to dig them 36 inches deep Ah. to get below the frost line. Gotcha. Otherwise, it's going to come right up in the winter. And I'm like, "Ah." I'm not digging three foot deep holes and pouring cement. So what we ended up doing is getting these anchors that you screw into the ground and we'll tie them off with wire. I'm hoping that works. (laughs)
1: Hopefully we don't get a lot of wind this winter. Yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, they have the, the darn thing. Hey, my neighbors have a new gazebo. Oh, wait.
1: That's our gazebo. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you never, I mean, hey, what what happens in the winter happens, you can't control it. It's right. like, you know.
0: One of the things they say is you got to get all the snow off. You just, When the right. snow falls on it, you got to get out there and you got to get yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I have a roof rake, so that's what oh. I'll be
1: doing. So basically what he's giving you is, uh, more, uh, work. is more work. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's, you know, you, you see these cell phone commercials where people are giving people cell phones as a gift. Right. I'm like, hey, happy birthday. Here's a bill.
0: <laughs> here's, here's 80 bucks a month. Yeah.
1: Are you happy now? <laughs> that should be their tagline. Not can you hear me now, but are you happy now? I mean, it's
0: one thing for a parent to give a kid a phone. Right. Like, but or- like. But like people my, are giving them as gifts to my, strangers. You my know? brother, you know, hey, here, here's here, here's a bill. bill.
1: Merry Christmas. Here's a bill. Uh, thanks. Yeah, no, I, yeah, but I mean, hey, let's see how it comes out.
0: Yeah, I'm looking, well, I'm looking forward to having a patio. Put, There's know, a lot have, of bricks out there. It, it, it is. It's a, there are a hundred 16 by 16 pavers okay they look pretty cool they, it does look cool and it's they're not the nice thing is, is they're, they're bigger they're so, big so you don't have to lay uh, uh, you know uh, 400 bricks you can put down 100 bricks and it will work out that way that's awesome yeah so we'll see we'll see um, anyway yes well speaking of which uh, speaking of things that make you want to drink uh, <laughs> I think it's time for us to talk about what we're drinking I think that's a good idea the lord loves the drinking man he summertime so i'm still we're still working on our summer brews i think yes we are um father chip what's what are you drinking over there i am drinking
1: it is called summer swelter from baxter uh it's a you know it's a summer it's a summer ale um it's reminiscent of um it's reminiscent of the um sam summer ale that kind of that kind of um like light. light crisp you know refreshing blah 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 um you know the, <laughs> all the summer ales are yes um i think the sam adams summer is better um but this is good and it has yeah. a nice flavor to it
0: so it says it's a uh, brewed with lemon and lime peel kaffir lime leaves which is kaffir lime is uh leaves they're used a lot in uh, asian cooking no oh. and lemongrass which is uh, I in don't, Thai cooking. you know it's funny i don't necessarily taste all the lemon Right. Um, it, it, it's, often you don't. Uh, it's so funny. Um, unless they really kick it, you know, kick I mean, it with, with you lemon. You can taste some of it. Yeah.
1: It, it's, it's, it's not as strong as it would be, like, you would think it would be based on the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there. You can. Do, um, but I, like I said, it's good. Um, but I think the Sam Summer Ale, if you're looking for a summer ale, Sam Summer is the way to go. That, my opinion.
0: I'm gonna to have to give this one a a, a try. This is, oh, give it a try. Yeah.
1: absolutely. It's not. It's not bad. It's good. It's good. It's just. I think the Sam Summers better.
0: So both of our uh, beers this week are from a uh, brewed in in the great state of Maine. Yeah. Uh, Baxter Brewing was yours. Yeah. Mine comes from Sebago Brewing Company. Wow. And Sebago has meaning for me. Sebago Lake is a place that, uh, that you love. Yes, uh, my sister uh, had a house near Sebago Lake for many years. Uh, even, but before that, even. Uh back in the summer of 89, wow. I think it was 89. Uh back in the summer of 89. <laughs> a friend of mine, his family has a cottage on a lake and they they expanded the cottage uh, ah. uh one spring where they jacked it up, put a foundation under and put a big addition onto it. Cool. And so after all the framing work was done, um he and I would go up on the weekends throughout the spring uh to do all the interior work, which was so much fun. I had I learned a lot uh and so, so you know we then we would get up on the you know saturday morning get in a, the boat and drive across to uh the there's an island in the middle of the lake with a town on it oh it's big enough to have an island that's a pretty it amazing. island and we go to this we pull up on the dock and there's a little outdoor cafe restaurant yep. general store thing we'd get breakfast and read the paper and look out over the lake that sounds awesome amazing memories so Sabaga, yeah. i love sabago lake uh so Sab- bad we had to grow up huh too bad. Yes. Uh, responsibilities. But so uh, I'm drinking their Sebago Brewing Company's uh, Simmer Down Summer Session. Simmer Down. Simmer Down. <laughs> Hashtag Simmer Down. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> uh, it's, it's It's okay. It's actually, when I was first starting it was it, it felt like a big hit of grapefruit. Now, nothing on it says anything about grapefruit. Yeah. Uh, but it really had that, cit- that sour citrus. Yeah, taste. yeah. As I've been drinking it. A, a little less, okay. And, and but frankly, I I like when I'm you know when it's hot and you need a refreshing drink. I'd rather have the slightly sour, like lemonade, citrusy yeah. things than than something that's very sweet. Right? But, no, um, I agree with you. So uh, so it's it's pretty good. I'm I'm not sure I I drink several, but one is good. But one is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, um, uh, you know, as we as we get closer to Labor Day, I'm gonna we maybe once the fall begins, well, we got to switch over, switching right? back yeah. to our uh, our uh, October fasts and our uh, pumpkin ales. Yeah, you got to do something, right? I mean,
1: <laughs> right? You gotta you gotta change with the seasons. That's, That's right. The... Yeah.
0: Seasonal and local. That's, That's right. My philosophy. Seasonal and local. I so like you, that. You've heard of farm to table. Yes, this we're is brewery, to, bre- to brewery, brewery to belly. To, <laughs> brewery to belly.
1: I like that. Hashtag brewery to belly. <laughs>
0: Hashtag.
1: We're starting a thing.
0: <laughs> so that's what we're drinking. Uh, so what are you drinking, folks? So give us some recommendations. Yeah, we'd send, love recommendations. Send us some feedback. Uh, feedback at thefathershow.com. Uh, that's what, a great idea. Yeah.
1: Feedback on what we should drink. <laughs> yeah. Tell
0: us what we should drink. Or just, or even if it's something that we can't get here, what do you like? Yeah, uh, I'd like to know that, too. Yeah, but, I'm just
1: Dude, I mean, cool. I'd really like to have suggestions about, like, you know, what do you want? What are, what are you drinking? And maybe what do you think we, we should try. What, maybe we should try it. Yeah.
0: Doesn't have to be beer. It could be uh, other kinds like be wine, wine whiskey, or whiskey, yeah. Anything. Any of, the, any of the good beverages. Yeah. Adult beverages. Adult. Yes. yes. Uh, not so much sodas. We're not a really. No, I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah. Can't do that. Nope. So, uh, all right. So that's what we're drinking. Awesome. Let's talk sports. All um, right. And for that, we need. He gets
1: it out. going to have a, check. <laughs> have a check.
0: Bobby Orr. Behind the net. The status, And the horn. Up to school. Five left in the game. you believe in yes. well, Here comes a pizza. See it? it Pitch gone. It's in. Yes. I oh. could literally listen to
1: that <laughs> all day long.
0: I I have to admit that there are times when I have just play I just play that because I want to hear it. Oh yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> honest to Pete, that's the greatest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> um there's so many things in there that are just awesome. Did we explain
0: the pizza thing?
1: I don't know if we ever did, but I was just going to say I saw it yesterday, I think it was, they celebrated Jerry Remy's 30th anniversary on Nessun. Oh, yeah. And so they had a, a compilation video of his greatest moments and some of his funniest moments and everything. And, of course, Pizzagate made the cut, right? <laughs> it has to. It has to. It has to. It was yeah. one of the... I mean, I was watching the game live when it happened. <laughs> and I remember thinking, you know, because at first the pizza... Some guy threw a piece of pizza at another guy, I
0: think we did explain this I think we did yeah but just
1: to just to give people a little bit of you know background. Some guy threw a piece of pizza at another guy at first, you couldn't see who did it. They finally found a camera angle where they could see the guy that was throwing it, yeah, and uh it was all over a foul ball and, and whatnot, but yeah one of the the guy who got hit by the pizza not only did he have that indignity, but he also lost a good portion of his beer trying to either get out of the way of the player or whatever. <laughs> right. And, and, but Don Orsillo was the play by play man at the time. And they, he should still be, they should never have gotten rid of him. He was That's the right. best. Um, but Don and, and Jerry, were like diagnosing it and dissecting it as if it was, you know They were telestrating it. Yeah. And he's like, look, now this is when the pizza comes. And then you
0: see the guy throw the pizza pizza. He Here comes the pizza. <laughs> Here comes the pizza. <laughs> so funny. I mean, people watch it, I think it was like was not a great game. Like I think it was like nah. it, was, it was a blow or something. But but people were in stitches watching uh, this game. Because it was so funny. Those two together were hysterical. Yeah.
1: And I don't know why Nesson decided to break them up. I I think it was a huge I think mistake. It was the
0: Red Sox, I think, is what I heard was the Red Sox got rid of Don because he wanted a bigger payday.
1: Well, which he should have got. Which he should have got is right because it was worth it. He absolutely worth it. And now, he, now. You know, revenge is sweet, right? He's the play-by-play man for the San Diego Padres and lives in San Diego. Oh, no. (laughs) What a horrible existence. The place I would move tomorrow if they'd let me. That's right.
0: So uh, speaking uh, of sports, the,
1: yes, the Red Sox. So the Red Sox are in first place. They're up about four and a half games on the on the Evil Empire, New yes. York Yankees. They've beaten them a few times. Beaten the Last them. week, they took two out of three over the weekend, which was great. Um, Yankee fans got excited on Saturday night when Chris Sale lost four to three. You know, and they were like, you know, they were they were all over the social social media. Oh, the Yankees, the Yankees! And I and I said, well. It's not one game; it's three games. So let's just calm down, you know. <laughs> and then we took the uh, the the game on set, su- Sunday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go." And uh, at that point, they were up five by five, but they lost last night, so they're still up four and a half. And that's a, that's a good place to be. It's better to be up at four and a half in the middle of August than down four and a half in the middle of August. So most. Definitely. Um, I'm really I'm getting a little excited for this team, but the problem is. And I I know this isn't, this is probably a really not, not, uh, sports radio hot take, but I'm really, I'm really down on the manager, you know, John Farrell. I mean, I, last night, I, you know, everyone's blaming him for the loss last night, you know, and, uh, I, I can't remember. See, I fell asleep, (laughs) I fell asleep watching the game. So I didn't see some of the moves he made towards the end of the game, but apparently he made some moves with the pitching and, um, you know, it, it bit them, bit them in the behind, and hmm. they ended up losing uh, by one run uh, in a, in a walk off in, wow. in in Cleveland, five to four. So, you know, they're scrappy. That's yes. what I like about them. They're scrappy. They're young, they,
0: scrappy, and hungry. They don't.
1: Um, they never give up. They can be down five to one, and they'd still say, "Nope, we can do this."
0: In a way, it's that sort of that attitude reminds me of the uh, 2004 yeah, team, a little cowboy bit. up team. Yeah, just that scrappy attitude, like we're never down, we're never out.
1: Right. Don't don't let us get into it. That was the big thing with the 04 team. Remember? Yeah. I think it was it was uh, Kevin Millar said, "Don't let us win one.
0: <laughs> don't
1: <laughs> let us win one." That's right. And they did, and they kept, and they and they came back obviously to win four uh, four games to three. But it was, I mean, this team has. Some of that magic, but the manager is just brutal. And I know they're a first place team; they're like the second best team in the American League. And I'm complaining about the manager right. because this is Boston, and that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> that's
0: what we do. Well, and then when it, it, when it comes to the playoffs, it, I mean, the managers—that's the manager makes a big difference in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: because if if they're trying to make like they're playing Cleveland last night, so. Uh, Terry Francona is the manager. He was our manager for a long time. We loved him here. And for whatever reason, they ran him out of town. And he's, he's just that much smarter than John Farrell. And he knows all John Farrell's moves because he, John Farrell was his pitching coach. Yeah. And so he, he knows John Farrell. He knows how to beat John Farrell. And I, I have a feeling that if they have to play them in the playoffs, it's going to be bad news for us.
0: The, the, that's my the, gut right. feeling right and, now and the reason it makes a big difference in the playoffs is because the, how you manage your rosters yes. in the playoffs makes a have, huge
1: difference well you have a shorter i mean you still have 25 guys but you just have 25 guys right. but and you got to manage the pitching staff
0: and you got a seven game series that you've got to really worry right.
1: about Well the first series is five games which is oh, right. a lot more manageable right um but you need home field advantage yeah. If you want to, I, in my opinion, you need home field advantage to win that, and um, they're precariously close to losing that to Cleveland if they go down a few more games. Mm. Um, so they need to they need to keep that um, first place position so that they can, you know, really just have a fighter's chance because they play much better at home. They're a better home team than they are a road team,
0: right? Which is normal for most teams. There are, um, there are basically two competitive divisions this year. Right. I was looking at the standings. So the AL Central, the Indians have a five and a half game lead. That, well, that, yeah, so that's, that's still Fairly competitive. Fairly competitive. AL West, Astros, 12 and a half games. Forget it, it's over. Uh, NL East, 14 games. Yeah, over. NL Central, oh, that's competitive. Two 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 and a half games, the Cubs over the Brewers. Yeah, that's competitive. But the NL West, 20 and a half games. Yeah, th- that's over. Like every every manager in the NL West, they should be fired. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, the um, Dodgers are doing well. They're doing amazing. But but the other team, I mean, they're just
1: bad. But the, the Dodgers are one of those teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees who have tons of money and can do things with That's players. Right. And they did at the trade deadline. They were making deals left and right. And they bolstered their team. They're going to be a tough team to beat coming out of the National League. Um, mm-hmm. The Cubs are going to have their hands full trying to, move on to a second world series. Yep. Um, you know, so I, 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 I really think that the Dodgers are the team to beat in the national league. However, the, don't count the Cubs out yet. Um, and the other thing is with the, with the, with the national league West, uh, there's some new managers there. And so some of them, and one of them happened to be, you know, um, the guy that was with us last year, Terry, Terry right. And uh, so he's new. So he's managing Arizona. They're not they're not going to fire him, you know. I mean, he's a new guy. He's just managing for the first yeah, time. Yeah, So you can't expect him to be competitive with the Dodgers at this point. That's true. So but San Francisco or uh you know any in the other they could they could lose, but Bruce Bochi in San Francisco is pretty revered. You know, he's won like two or three uh, World Series. So I don't know. It's it's a whole, but it's a mess down there. It yeah, really is a mess. Is. Um. Anyway, that's, so that's baseball going on. Red baseball. Sox. Um. Football. It's it's uh still the preseason. Um. The, the Patriots haven't won a preseason game, and I'm not
0: caring. The, um. Because <laughs> well, the Patriots don't try to win preseason games. They really don't. They're 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 working on what they need to do to get to get ready to do to take care but of their positions and their plays. The big story, in my opinion, of this uh quarterback controversy No no not quarterback <laughs> no yeah. we don't have a quarterback controversy
1: <laughs> but what but Gronk played in a preseason game for the first time since 2012 on Saturday that is unbelievable So what do you think that says Well the thing is this he started training with Tom Brady and Tom Brady's guy um Guerrero and part of the way that they Guerrero and Brady train is you have to play the sport you're training for so you can't Take the play. You can't take the preseason games off. You have to play.
0: Do you think? Do you think part of their regimen? Do you think him not playing in the past was the coach sitting him because they they want to hold him out? Oh, I think that was part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that he doesn't get injured, or because they just want to see what other guys can do. No, I think so. He didn't doesn't get injured. To be perfectly honest,
1: and and to see, I mean, by sit by sitting him out, they get the opportunity to see other guys. Right. That's a byproduct of that. However, I think the main thing is to protect him from injury because he is... He has been injury prone right. over his career. I mean, they won the they won the Super Bowl last year without him. Right. And, you know, I mean. But we wish we didn't have to. Exactly. You, well, I mean, think about how much more dominant they'd be if he was there for every game.
0: Well, frankly, it's more entertaining when he's running around
1: the field at a full strength. Absolutely. And now he's training with Brady and Guerrero, and they're doing all that stuff with the avocado ice cream and the stretchy bands and the <laughs> this and that. The and weird Brady stuff. The weird Brady stuff. and I, I don't, he, don't care what it is
0: as long as he does it. Hey,
1: listen. Listen, the weird Brady stuff works. <laughs> Brady's 40 years old and he's a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots and he's coming off a Super Bowl. As,
0: well, and as at the top of his game, as dominant as yes. any quarterback.
1: He's probably the best player in the NFL right now. Yes.
0: If, if he asked every fan to sit, sit there with an egg on his head uh, during the we game, would,
1: do it. we would do it. <laughs> That's what it takes. No question. And, you know, so... So these preseason games, they don't mean anything I always watch them for a little while To see, you know um, What they're working on And wha- yeah. what they're trying to and do Just to kind of see the guys to kind of on the field the, yeah. and it's kind to see of fun. what the new guys are like Exactly um, But then, uh, you know, once the third string Starts to get thrown in there I usually turn it off And I'm like, okay, thank you very it much It It's a
0: little uh,
1: boring And, yeah, you know, dangerous these are, these are guys who are not going to be Chances are they're not going to be <laughs> I mean, the big thing this year is, are they going to keep a third quarterback? They know number one and number two, but are they going to keep a Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Um, It's hard to say because they kept him last year because of the the, the unfortunate suspension of Brady by the dictator, Roger Goodell. Oh, may his name ever be cursed. Yes, exactly. And they're, and they're talking about re-signing him for another five years. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe this? Anyway, the guy should be gone. The guy should be banished from from the Earth, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they should put him in a rocket and shoot him into space so he can see the eclipse of the sun all day long.
0: You can be commissioner on Mars. Exactly. I don't want him to die. <laughs>
1: Just be somewhere else. Be somewhere else. Be on Mars. Be on Neptune. Be okay. on Pluto. I don't care. <laughs> Get out of Earth.
0: You can be soccer commissioner in... Uh... In uh, Guyana, oh, he'd get killed.
1: They'd kill him. <laughs> They'd literally kill him. Soccer is such a, a passionate sport. They, they, I mean, there was a time when a, a player in South America—I I don't remember which country—might have been Colombia. They, they lost in the World Cup, and he came back, and he had, sh- he had. The reason why they had lost is because he had made an own goal, right? And uh, and they killed him. The fans killed him. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It is insane. Um, but the Premier League started up like a couple of weeks ago over in England, which is something that i I'm very fond of um and uh so that's up and in, up and running in England if you're interested in real good uh English football or world football or if you want to call it soccer soccer um <laughs> that's the league to watch and you can watch it on um like the n b c sports network and things like that it's 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 really good soccer um I, I watched a game last April when I was over there, uh, visiting and, uh, it was, it's amazing. It's, it's a totally, it's like a, they're playing a different game.
0: So my favorite, uh, British, uh, footballer is, uh, the goalkeeper for Fulham. The, uh, uh a club is called Fulham. Um, his name is Marcus Bettinelli. Of course he's your favorite. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know that. I have, I have <laughs> Any no relation, idea, I have no idea if we're related somewhere. But you should write to him. I mean, there's not a lot of Bettinellis in the world, so it would be yeah, fun. I to, bet he's your cousin somewhere back there, like you know, back back to in some, the old country, some relative 120 years ago. Well, hey, uh, but but it's it's fun. It's to family, dog. It's family. It's family. Um, doesn't have anything like about his where he's from and all that stuff, but uh, in on Wikipedia, okay. it says, "Oh, he says he." was born he in England. Born? Oh, he's born in England, Camberwell, All right. England. He's six four. We're not related. No,
1: <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Or very distantly. Maybe distantly. And I think there might have been a different bloodline that went through that distant <laughs> side of the family. Yeah. This. Um. This is some Vikings? Although, and from his <laughs> mother's side, your your uh your brother John's not short.
0: No, no, my brother John's not short. My my brother, well, my brother Bernie is a little bit. Yeah, but but John's not short. He's, no, he's little. He probably favors more the other my mom's side. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so there's sports. Sports. So sports. Our, our main topic for today is this. Um, the, oh, I, yes. This research uh, that was released and an article that we uh, that we saw on uh, Alatea, uh, the website's called Alatea. Uh, it's this research that has decided that, or decided, or concluded. Concluded. Fathers are not replaceable. That yes. in, the, in the lives of their children, and this is not just one study. But uh, Two independent researchers. Two, yes, two independent studies. So here, here's what it says. Um, the, the presence of the biological father cannot easily be replaced by another father figure. And that the stable presence of the father in the life of the children enhan- enhances their mental and emotional development uh, throughout life. Their intelligence, their, uh, their Lingu- development of language. L- linguistic development. So um, that when a father is absent from their, the kids' lives, it has negative effects for the children, even if that absence is from birth. Um, not, you know, not due to some family breakup trauma. Right, right. Um, and that even a, even a stepfather, they, don't, they do not benefit from a stepfather in the same way uh, that they benefit from a father. In fact, the, the children's development is they're better off having only lived with their mother. Now, let's step back for a second and and, and give some dis- caveats, which oh, is sure. to say this is this is a study that looks at uh, conclusions based on hundreds or thousands of examples. But there are always outliers. Not This doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. Correct. And we're not supposed to make conclusions necessarily that, oh, it's better for the children if there's like if kids are in a happy home with a stepfather and their mother. We're not the studies and, or NORAS are saying that the stepfather shouldn't be there. It's not at all what we're saying. Is just when looked at an aggregate, um, ki- the kids have been better off with their with their biological dad.
1: <clears throat> and for some reason, I mean, the studies were done in the English speaking world, and the English and it's like the English speaking world. It, this seems to be more important than than. Somewhere else, right? Um, don't know why, but it's the breakdown is. It says the breakdown is more prevalent, um, but I've always thought that the father was so important anyway. Like it's it's not it's into it's an intuitive thing, right? Right? Like when I saw this, I was like, of
0: course. I mean, we, everyone know, acknowledges- but then I was excited because science proved it. Right. <laughs> well, everyone acknowledges the importance of moms in the in the lives of their kids. Right? I mean, that's just that's, that's just, that doesn't even bear questioning or or right. repeating i mean that's it's, it's it's like saying the sun is hot that's right moms are important moms in the lives of the kids right but there's been i don't know i think in, in many ways there's been a, a trend to kind of discount the importance of dads uh i mean whether whether it's celebrity women going out and having you know purposefully having children without yeah uh, uh, having a man you know having a father for the kids um or just you know in in our efforts to to be to be kind and supportive to single moms i think sometimes we go too far in the, in discounting the importance of dads right well yeah
1: you know what it does dom is it 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 gives um society in general see the successful um single mothers um, and they say, oh, well, this is an, this is an active life choice I can make because it works for Rosie O'Donnell or, you right. know, Madonna or whoever. And, um,
0: so then they say to themselves, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And, you know, it's, well, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a little, it it's, I think it, it can be. Well, I don't, you know, I don't need their dad, right? And so I'm, you know, we don't need to work hard to keep things together. Now, again, I'm, I'm speaking These are generalizations. In, gen- in general generalizations. Generalizations. Your situation is an. The, the, I'm talking to you, the person right now who's gotten upset. Your situation is different. <laughs> yes. I mean, you because it's individual. Because I come from a broken home. I mean, my dad was not there for me for most of my childhood. And, and, and you turned out okay. I, I'm okay. I, I could have been better, frankly. I, and I had situations in my life where I I had to struggle with some of the things they talk about yeah. in, the, in the story. Um, and I know I would have been uh, you know, better off if my dad had stuck around. And well, there had to be feelings of abandonment. Yeah, there were. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the sense of, like, you know, uh, other kids had their dads around and I didn't have mine. And there were lots of life lessons and... Other things that would have been nice to to to, to have learned with my dad. You right. Know, right. That's what we do. Right. right. Yeah. You know, have my dad read me a story uh, at night when I was a kid, you know, go put me to bed and all that sort of stuff that I can do with my kids now. Um, and that's that's the thing this is this is really more about the other dads out there to realize the, your importance.
1: Exactly. And I think that's why when I saw this article, I said, oh, we got to talk about this, because I think I think. Dads discount, sometimes discount their importance to their kids' lives. And I it's, it's so clear that you're very important. All fathers are very important in the life of your children. I think even in a, in a home where there's a divorce, you can still have, um, you know, a father can still have a really good relationship with his kids. Um, I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen with some friends of mine and, and other people, um, where the, where he's, where they're very active in their children's lives and they, they do their best to be there for them. And they can't, they, maybe they're not, since they're not living with them, that's a different situation, but they do their best to really try and be there for their kids. And I think that's great because it's important that you are. It's, you know, when I hear about fathers who are getting divorced and don't make an any effort to like keep contr- you know take take control of the their parental responsibilities it makes me sad i mean it just they just give up and and they say you know and it's cuz it's not worth the fight to them or whatever i don't know and it's uh it's a sad situation it makes me sad to see that because i think you 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 can't let the kids think that they're not important right and that you're important to them
0: Right. In, in fact, one of the things that it, that's, the article says is that um, it's not about the amount of time that you spend with the kids. There's one, there's one of the studies uh, looked at that. It's not about how much time like, oh, well, you know, I'm home uh, every day for three hours in the evening. But it's about how you spend that time. Right. So I think some of the things are, I think some things are overstated, like a lot of especially younger parents, they get all caught up in the idea that's like I need to get out down on the floor and I need to play Legos with them and I need to play with their toys with them right that's not what kids really need what they need is, is for your attention when they when it's time for the for attention it's right read to them you know read to them at bedtime play catch talk to them about things talk to let them listen to your conversations with their mother yeah uh, about about uh, important stuff age appropriate stuff going on in the in their in their world and in your world and in the the greater world uh, so sometimes stuff comes up in the news and Melly and I will talk about it and we talk out, you know, whether it's a political thing, we talk about that, like healthcare crisis or any stuff like that, stuff going on in church or mm-hmm. and they listen and they see how we interact and we, they see how we um, discuss things, uh, you know, and, and I'm always, I always make sure that when they want to come in and they want to tell me about something that's exciting them, I stop. If I'm working on the computer or watch TV, I pause the TV or I turn away from the computer. I give them my attention. I'm not perfect. I don't do it as 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 often as I should necessarily, but I try to because you know I don't. How many times do I have to hear about the cool like Lego contraption they built? But you know, you do. You, you just do it, you, right? You do. You do it. I mean, after a while, you kind of start tuning it out. Right. 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 But you still, you know, I mean, I, there are parents out there who whose kids are into Minecraft. Yeah. And watch Minecraft videos, and I've heard from them about how, oh my gosh, if I have to hear about another Minecraft video Ugh. that they watched on youtube i'm gonna go insane but you know so no one's saying you have to like to d- d- indulge them like that but you have to give them attention you have to make them feel like you they're part of your life and that you value them right um and and most importantly i think tell them you love them tell them you love them all the as much as you can right let them know you love them you know give them hugs and yeah very and, important One of the things that this doesn't talk about, uh, the article, but which I've seen in other places is the importance of dad roughhousing with their kids. Um, moms don't roughhouse. They, they, they cuddle, they, they coddle in a sense. Um, but dad's, dad's interaction tends to be, you know, tickle fights or wrestling or other kinds of physical behavior. And, and kids, they often need that. They, they, they crave that especially young boys yeah yeah they they need that that they need you to be that immovable force that they're that they're pushing against yep um that they test themselves against right uh and and that's good and And then
1: someday they will beat you at everything
0: exactly (laughs) and uh, many dads are proud of them on the day that they they're better say at golf than they are other things like that so so dads, you're important to your kids. Very important, and science proves
1: it. Exactly. And that I think is is an important thing that needs to be uh that needs to be said because I've always <clears throat> held the opinion that dads were important, but now I can fall back on science. On science. 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 Science, science says that dads are science important. Science says that dads are important. That's right. that's a great thing. Yeah. And you know, I mean, hey, I've always thought that, you've always thought that. You're a dad. I'm a father. <laughs>
0: yes, you are. <laughs> so, and fathers are important too. Fathers are important too. And we so, need more of them. So let's move move on to our uh our picks of the week. Yeah. We pick a category. Ah <clears throat> yeah. What a pick. What am I supposed to do? Pick up Bart. Pick up Bart. Back-to-back picks. Alex, would it be all right if I picked the next category? And a great pick by Davis. Okay, Keely, you're our return of temp. You pick, and that is picked off. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, chip, 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 talk a lot, pick a
1: little. All right. <laughs> That's, I love that last one. <laughs> so, so funny.
0: So, uh, Father Chip, you have a pick of the week?
1: I, I do have a pick of the week. Um, and that pick of the week is a TV program on uh, Netflix. Uh, called the Defenders. Oh yes, and it has Daredevil, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, and they're uh, te- they kind of reluctantly team together to <laughs> fight a greater evil. Right, and uh, it's uh, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting show in a lot of ways, and I I think the uh, the initial few episodes where they're sort of still separate but like everything's trying converging to bring them together
0: yeah that's where i am
1: yeah i watched two episodes it's it's that's that's happening and that's cool it's um and and quite honestly it feels like the iron fist is used as iron fist more in this show than he did when he was on his own show
0: i've heard they've actually this this show iron fist is much better than
1: yeah i think he is and uh i i think you know jessica jones is True to herself,
0: um, <laughs> she's
1: she is who she is. Yeah. Um, I I think it's interesting to see Daredevil be a little tentative and and um, you know, the man who's supposed to have no fear, right? You know, is a little fearful in this for some reason of teaming together or ruining something that he has going on I th- in his life. I and- think
0: at the end of the second season of Daredevil, he kind of he decided to hang it up. Right. And and so, and, but he feels. He feels like I don't know, they like they kind of playing this idea that he's sort of addicted to, to being the daredevil, right? That right. he just he he lives for it. Uh, in fact, in the the second episode, I think it is, he goes to confession.
1: Yeah, which, which is, I love. I yeah. that's what I love about Daredevil. Um, he and he's proud. He's he says at one point he said, "Well, I'm Catholic, you know." Yeah. And uh, so I love the 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 catholicity of of Daredevil. He's just. You know, he's right there. He knows he, he knows he makes mistakes. He knows he do, does things that are wrong. And he goes to confession. And the priest is pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, I think I thought his uh, advice was spot on. Yeah. Um. It, one thing I, I will say, uh, having only watched two episodes, you don't necessarily have to have watched all of the previous no. shows. No, you don't. So I've watched both seasons of Daredevil and I watched the one season of Jessica Jones. Watched most of luke cage i think i was two episodes short of that um and i didn't watch any iron fist yeah and i'm not having any trouble getting no. into it
1: no i i think anybody can get into this if you're interested in these in these superheroes and and let's face it they're the backbenchers of superheroes
0: well yeah so they're 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 literally confined to new york city yeah that's they're there. in like
1: harlem and yeah that's uh, Hell's their, Hell's their, kitchen their and... whole
0: area um i will say though if you if you want to have watched one watch daredevil daredevil that because because that really sets the base story for yes. the whole thing.
1: I would say Daredevil. If you watch Daredevil and then watch Defenders, you'll have most of what you need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jessica, um,
0: like you said, Jessica Jones is Jessica Jones. She's a
1: one. She's she's kind of a one note character in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and so is Iron Fist to a certain extent. Um, and I like I like Luke Cage because I do too. I, I just think he he's he's such a reluctant hero.
0: At, and, at first, yeah. yeah.
1: And and I think he's but he's very protective of the people that he's with. And he's, I love that he's bulletproof. Yes. And like, so the, all, you know, so he's there and he's in, uh, I forget who isn't, uh, might've been iron fist has to like hide behind him. And he's so big, he's so <laughs> massive a human being. He can literally hide behind him. And then Luke Cage is just sitting there and the bullets are like bouncing off his chest. And, but the, the, the best thing about these superheroes and especially Luke Cage is after each battle and he's been shot, he has to go and change his shirt because, <laughs> because there's the holes all over it. <laughs> that's right. Like Superman's costume never got a hole, right? Right. Exactly. But, but Luke Cage is like going through clothes. Like there's no tomorrow. It's so <laughs> funny, but that's my pick of the week.
0: Yeah. I liked the Luke Cage series, um, but I felt like it was two episodes too long. Like by the time I got to, I think it's 13 episodes. at the time I got to 11, the 11th episode, I'm like, This is about as enough of this as I really need.
1: Sometimes they draw out these stories on uh, these characters unnecessarily just to make 13 episodes. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, so they slow it down when they could speed it up and solve it and and be done in like nine episodes instead. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on your pick. All right. Because I've got another pick, but I want to mention something that just premiered last night, which is if uh, if you're a fan of The Last Ship TV series. Uh, the season premiere was Sunday uh, with the first two episodes oh, of, the, cool. of the fourth season. Uh, it's a good series. I like it. It's a, it's the, the first season is the premise it's the U S Navy ship that was on a research mission to the North pole. It was under orders to, um, to be radio silent. And they come back from the North pole and the world, 4 billion people in the world have died from a virus. And so they're trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what's going on and, and find a cure and all this other stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, and rebuild civilization. And the next few seasons are about the coming back from that. So it's good series. I like it. And the, uh, the military stuff, the, the stuff having to do with the Navy ship are, uh, is extremely accurate because they actually film on board a U.S. Navy destroyer. There you go. And they use the crew as the extras and background. Nice. Series. So it's, it's a really good series. So that, but that's just the piggybacking off of uh, yours. Uh, my actual pick, is a book and a blog. Um, the blog is called Art of Manliness. Oh yeah, it's and it's been around for ages. Yeah, that's like, a good one. More than a decade, and it's it's all it's it basically it's a series of articles about how to. It's not like macho, right? It's more like how, how to be a gentleman. Yeah, classic stuff. Like like I was saying earlier, that you would that a lot of guys should have learned from their dad, but but maybe didn't. And we have a fifty percent divorce rate in this country. Right, a lot of absent dads, and, may, and maybe a lot of guys didn't learn it. But things like how to dress properly, how to, how to have an interview, how to be a gentleman on a date, how to, um, work out properly, how to fix a flat. I mean, like all this stuff That it's really great articles, how to, how to be organized and, uh, uh, at work. And it's, it's great. Like all these different articles are really good. They had a YouTube channel for a while, uh, with some really well-produced videos. Uh, they haven't done that as much lately, but they have a podcast as well. With a inter- he interviews authors. Um, they re- he recently did an interview with a guy who wrote a book about the history of camping, recreational camping oh, wow. in America, which is it's, it's a, sounds unique, interesting. It's a uniquely American thing. And so it was really, really interesting. Um, is it really a uniquely American thing? Pretty much. Like they, they do camp in Europe, but not for the same reasons. Okay, In the U.S., we camp to get out into nature. Right. We want to go out and, and hike and just be out, right, sit right. around a campfire in Europe. People will camp, they'll get in a tent or they'll get an RV, but because it's a cheaper way to go to a place. So they're traveling. Right. So they want to go to, you know, it's a, a guy who lives in Paris, wants to go to uh, a Provence and instead of getting a hotel, they go camping I there, or they get a, a trail. A, you know, I mean, this is not universal, of course, but but in general, that's right, a that's right. big difference. Okay. And it talks about some of the things like some of the the early history of camping um some of the traditions around like w- one of the things you always have to have when you go camping is a campfire like oh sure like we we just we even if we're not cooking on it we, right. we always have a Even if it's 100 degrees and and he actually the setup of campgrounds almost every campground is set up the similar way um and it's because it was designed that way for national park campgrounds right it goes to the whole thing about how it was designed and why we keep why we do it this way so it was very, it's very interesting, and he does a great job with the interviews. That's awesome. So the website with its attendant uh, stuff, but he also has a new thing: is a book, and they've had a feature on the website for years where they'll have uh, these cartoons in the classic style of like Boys Life or old Popular Mechanics magazines. Sure. Um, and it's um, the book is called The Illustrated Art of Manliness, and it has like a couple hundred like random um uh, uh cartoons on things like how to start a fire with a ma- without matches and it illustrates it or um the art of shining shoes or Man, who does
1: that anymore
0: yeah the the essential tools in a toolbox and or uh, how to end a conversation or dress for a job interview and and, and like as I'm showing father chip the illustrations i mean that's these yeah. these classic old style illustrations um but they're new i mean these are all all of this is brand new material right right and so I picked it up uh, because I, I wanted to keep it, um, well, honestly, in the bathroom. For the boys? For the boys. Because our bathroom always has like a tons of books. To I can attest to that. <laughs> yes. And uh, the, most of them are Melanies. Some of them are the girls. But um, I wanted John to- Adams was in there for eons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mel- Melanie was took forever to read uh, oh. John
1: Adams. <laughs> I never thought that book was going to leave the bathroom. <laughs> I really, I thought it was a permanent fixture.
0: I can't, I can't wait to tell Melanie that one. Uh, so, um, the, uh, so I put this one in there just so that the boys would have, uh, would would read it because it's the sort of stuff like, like we had gotten them another book uh, years ago called the dangerous book for boys, which is a lot of that, that stuff that, that boys, uh, you know, how to, how, how to make a kite and that sort of stuff. But there's so much good stuff in this for, um, uh, like the sort of the sort of life lesson stuff um that that i like i want to teach them but also it's good for them to sort of absorb and frankly a lot of stuff that would be good for the girls to absorb as well
1: yeah it it you know it it would be good for them because they could identify you know in their future boyfriends and whatnot Yes, you know uh traits characteristics that right um that would be you know either ideal or not
0: well especially like the sections on dating like when you go out with a guy this is the sort of thing you should be looking for right right
1: uh you know um i'm waiting where's where's your shotgun and gun rack
0: (laughs) it's coming they're not dating age yet so i haven't got guess.
1: so you got a few years (laughs) I mean. but i know that comes that's coming with fathers of daughters
0: yes so
1: i thought they gave it out at birth but i guess not
0: no they don't hand them well we're in Massachusetts. that's true that's true so it's a little harder but uh so Texas I bet they handed out. No kidding. Here's your
1: shotgun son.
0: <laughs> Here you go. Here's your, here's your daughter, here's your shotgun. Yeah, that's right. Uh so it the- comes
1: at the cost of the whole birth thing. On <laughs> <laughs> back, here's a box of shells. That's so on me. The shells are on me.
0: <laughs> so those are our picks of the week. Um so uh that's it. This has been the Father's Show. Um our, our website is thefathersshow.com. Please email us, send us some feedback. It's feedback@ at thefathershow.com uh and actually if you want you can use the voice memo function on your oh, phone that'd be awesome both android and iPhones uh, both have a voice memo function record record your feedback and email it to us um that'd be great we'll play it on the air or or if we can uh, we're radio guys so we'll play it on the podcast <laughs> right right uh, we can play it on the air but no one will hear it uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll play it on the podcast we'll, we, Someday, we'll, Dom We'll respond to it I mean, we get enough feedback We'll do a whole feedback show it would be awesome Oh,
1: I would love to do a feedback show
0: uh, So uh, so send us your feedback Feedback at com. On Twitter, the show is At The Father's Show I'm at Betnet B-E-T-T-N-E-T I'm at
1: Chines C-H-I-N-E-S
0: uh, We're on Facebook Facebook.com slash The Father's Show Uh, If you like the show, please, please, please recommend it to your friends. iTunes. Yeah, write a review on iTunes. That helps the algorithm. Share it to more people. Uh, Share links to our website on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, all, all that good stuff All that stuff helps us to get the word out Because one of the reasons we do this is because we sit down And we like to talk to each other But the other reason we do it is because we want to talk to people and we want to connect with folks and, right. and have some good things to say So you you would be do us a great uh, honor and, and, favor. and favor If you would help us with that Amen. So with that, uh, thank you for listening And we'll talk to you again soon
1: So long